You are listening to the School of the Future podcast by GIIS. I'm Graham Brown, your host. In this series, we feature the GIIS community of teachers, parents, students, and thought leaders from across the region to discuss the forces, opportunities, and challenges that are shaping learning in the 21st century. All right. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a great day and staying safe. Welcome back to another episode of the GIIS School of the Future podcast with your host, Om. Today, we'll be talking about a very important yet interesting topic. Have you ever wished at some point in your life that you could go back in time and give your younger self some words of wisdom? Something like, it's okay to fail, success will come. Or don't be discouraged, try again, you'll do better. Or this too shall pass, life will get better. So I, I personally wish that I could go back and tell my fourth grade self to, you know, continue practicing the guitar, no matter how much my fingers ache, or even go back and tell my pre-COVID self not to be so negative about school and enjoy the time that I have with my friends. Some of my older schoolmates may be more qualified to talk about many things that were confusing them at pivotal moments, or may have confused them into making the wrong decisions, some things that simply they find endearing about themselves. So this conversation is going to get more interesting when I talk to my guests on the show today. Two of our more accomplished alumni are here to talk about topics so important to young students, be it reconsidering their choice of subjects, the time spent on socializing, or the importance of participating in extracurricular activities. We have with us today GIIS alumni Kanika Garkha, an aerospace engineer with commendable accomplishments to her name, like stints in NASA and SpaceX. And we also have Jason Mapasamarthi, founder director of JPR Capital and the youngest founder of an investment bank in India. Such high achievers at such a young age. But was there a time when they doubted themselves? Was there a time when the going got so tough that they felt like giving up? How did they cope with the pressure? And what would they have done differently? Let's talk to them and find out. Welcome, Kanika and Jay, to the show. I'm so thrilled to be talking to you guys. Okay, so let's start with Kanika. Could you please tell us a bit about your background and what you're doing right now? Yeah, um, so uh, I was a GIS scholar, uh, I think like six years ago. And after that, I decided to pursue my bachelor's in aerospace engineering in the United States. Um, I studied at Texas A&M University, and I'm currently doing my master's in aerospace engineering at MIT. Uh, I'm about to graduate in a few months, and after that, I'll be going to work as a propulsion engineer at SpaceX. That's great. That's great. What about you, Jay? I'm currently working as director of investment banking at JPR Capital. So similar to because I and Kanika were batchmates, and I, uh, I I belong to the class of 2014, and I did my IPTP at GIS, and then I pursued my undergraduate at Singapore Management University. And then later on, I came and founded this investment bank here back in India. So sort of a work from home started six years ago. As well, yeah. That's that's great. So you both are originally from India. Yeah. yeah? Yes. And uh, right now, Kanika is based in Texas, while Jay, you are in Singapore. So throughout your journey in school, did you ever think that you would go to such places. So what would you tell your younger self about, you know, your journey through school or actually I've heard both of you did IB, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. You did IB. Yeah. So what would you tell, you know, your IB self? Yeah. So for my, my letter for my younger self in school is 
Dear Kanika, the practices of hard work, discipline, perseverance, and curiosity are more important than grades. Don't compromise on those good habits, as those habits will transform into lifelong skills that can take you to greater heights in the future. Take the time to enjoy, cherish, and celebrate the friends and family that support you and make you laugh. There will always be something to worry about or something to work on. Don't let that become an excuse that holds you back from celebrating the people, hobbies, and opportunities that bring you joy and fulfill your passions and curiosity. What about you, Jay? My letter would be, dear Jay, it is important to note that student life comes for a limited time in life and never be inhibitive to ask doubts, fearing that what might others might think about you. Never have any preconceived notions about anything in life as it stops your learning journey. Give importance to learning over grades and always measure yourself by how much you have learned as opposed to how much you have earned in terms of marks. Keep on having the zeal to learn new things and keep asking and keep asking foolish doubts and make your journey of learning a memorable one. Wow. I can see you both have some pretty uh, you know similar perspectives on you know it's not just about grades it's not just about marks. And I see that a lot especially in my batch you know just 10th grade and a lot of people are like you know quitting sports quitting that you know extracurricular classes and just focusing on just you know their marks and their academics so both of you did ib and you were both in the same batch so at at any point of time were you scared were you stressed anything that you would have done differently yeah definitely i think there there were a lot of moments where um i had a lot of self doubt like choosing a research topic for the different assignments and just kind of dealing with the 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 anxiety that comes with taking these international exams and you know who's going to grade your tests and how they're going to perceive your work um but i think i i think at the same time i also kind of enjoyed that i really liked being able to come up with a research topic and and think creatively and critically uh, i think that's something i didn't have the opportunity to do back when i was back in india um and i think that really prepared me for college and for for adult life where you know you don't have pre-prepared answers that you can memorize you really have to think for yourself and think on your feet and so i would say make the most of those assignments that they're really meant to prepare you for adult life and don't look at it as just something you have to do or you have to get a good grade on but allow that to be an opportunity for you to think really and, and just be really creative think about what is something that really um you know in, interests you and that you want to explore further through these assignments and what about you jay anything that you would have done differently Ah, uh, so because my my story is a bit different because I joined into IBTP because prior to that I was studying eleventh uh, class in CBSE. So in midway I moved from CBSE to IB. So that that was for uh, you know I was really interested in how uh, to the to the level of uh, understanding the IBTP curriculum was going. So I adopted to the IBTP curriculum in the middle of my year. So I was always having the self doubt whether I could do it was it the right decision. So. but then all those proved to be you know just those um, the spur of the moment you have those uh, really difficult decisions to take and you know as kanika was suggesting the research topics all these things is a new completely a new thing for a person who comes from cbsc so those were uh, you know the, now they sound really memorable because uh, you know the, those all those you know huge stress that we went through studying ivdp i think they they made us learn a lot you know how to handle things and uh, not trying to not trying to micromanage things but as to make a detailed plan to come about with and to you know help yourself 
yep change change is obviously very difficult i personally know i myself joined gis mid year in uh, eighth grade so jay how did you deal with you know that transition and you know going into class and not knowing and even there you know like the textbooks are different the people are different the teachers are different how do you deal with that the teachers were different the textbooks were different because definitely the textbooks they were halfway done and coping up with them was also a bit of challenge but in the end of the day why i made the decision to join mid year was i'd i'd be very frank now because you know i thought those the level of understanding that ibdp program by itself was it was giving it, it really fascinated me because i was an economics student economics lover so when i went through those textbooks and the amount of detailed uh, you know research ibdp was you know channeling the students too i was really interested in that and that's when i joined mid year so i think my love for the subjects and the more the more interesting thing was you could mix and match your subjects so i made sure that i took all the subjects that i really loved and at that point of time and and i i took them so i think that really made a difference and and the teachers also supported me a lot which made my transition a very smooth one now subjects are still something that you know people are very divided over like we have we actually had to choose our igcse subjects last year and you know some people were like i don't know what to do so i'll just pick all the sciences some feel like i'm just dropping all sciences and all that but yeah it is difficult and and both of you i uh, from what i've heard you both have gone into you know pretty uh, different fields like kanika you've gone into engineering while jay you've gone into finance more commerce type of thing how would you and during during the during your careers and during your journey after your ib i'm sure that you must have gone for you know internships or fellowships so what advice would you give to your you know in the past to the version that was going for job interviews or internships or fellowships yeah i think this is something that really hits home for me because i i think when i was younger i was under the impression that like just just choose like if something if there's something that you really enjoy doing in a classroom that that that's your career that's what you want to do for the rest of your life um but i i think my pers- my perspective on that has changed quite a bit so this is my letter to my younger self uh dear kanika think beyond which subjects interest you or which career path seems stable and reputable think about the type of problems you want to solve the kind of leader you want to be and the impact you want to have visualize what a day in your dream career looks like talk to mentors in a variety of fields and don't hesitate to explore beyond the realm of what you think is possible for you be creative persistent and find new ways to challenge yourself till you find the things that click for you and don't stop even then Your interests and passions are constantly evolving and so are the needs of society. Stay curious and stay in touch with your inner truth, inner truth. And Jay, what about you? My letter to my you know younger self in this topic would be dear Jay, the subjects you choose now have a very little bearing on how much money you make in the future. Choose the subjects that interest you and that will challenge you to move out of your comfort zone. Many people who are very successful in their respective field never started with the right subjects. I've seen archaeology majors becoming great lawyers and physics majors becoming great investment bankers. So don't pressurize yourself to choose the right subjects now as knowing your strengths and weaknesses is a time-taking process for few and a very fast process at a spur of the moment process for some. So take your time, sit back, relax as this thing is a constantly evolving one and make sure that you choose the right subjects over the over a period of time where you've taken all the right decisions. yeah that that would be my letter to the younger self okay so after both of you did ib you went on to do your jobs and i think we can all agree that like 
uh, the stage of our lives is extremely stressful. So in these times, how did you take care of, you know, the health of your mind and your body? What would you say to your younger self regarding their, you know, overall mental health and how to manage everything that's, you know, coming from all sides? Yeah, I, I definitely think this is a very important topic and I'm really glad you brought it up. Um, I think when I was younger, I didn't give it enough importance. And so my, my letter to my younger self is, it takes a lot of work to maintain a healthy mind and body. Don't take yours for granted. Invest the time to exercise and practice healthy mindful practices um, when things are going smoothly. So that when things do get rough, you have the mental, emotional and physical strength to face challenges head on. And most importantly, remember that your mental health struggles will not last forever. This is the first time you're having to deal with difficult emotions and thoughts. You're really young, but now is your chance to grow. Take the time to understand your struggles and find ways to cope with and combat them, or even better, use them to your advantage. Tools you develop at this age will prove to be immensely helpful in the future when life gets more difficult and mental health challenges become more complex. Finally, treat yourself and others with respect. At any point, if you or anyone you know is not, is not being physically or emotionally respected, speak up. That's great. And Jay, what about you? Yeah, this is a very important topic. And uh, let me start by saying that I think my younger self, whatever I'm going to read out, has actually, you know, respected that letter and has changed itself. Because when I was doing my IBDP because of stress and various other reasons, I was a lot chubby. Okay, because uh, then now, I mean, it, it made my difference. And I think my younger self has read this letter. So my letter would be, dear Jay, also regarding the mind and body. So, dear Jay, it is important to treat others with humility and respect. It doesn't cost to be nice to people around you. And it is always important to make sure that you always treat yourself with respect. I.e. take care of both your mind and body. It is important to exercise and maintain a healthy routine without compromising on your work or your study life or your social life. So balance is the key for living with peace and living with a sense of proportion makes all the difference. This should be my letter to the younger self. You know, so uh, it happens a lot of times, you know, when we're in school or we're, you know, in IB, we're in college, we have some really, you know, huge assignment coming up and you just feel like giving up, you know, you're like, I don't want, you know, I'm just done with this. So were there any movements like this in your life? And how did you cope with it? Like, did your friends reach out to you? Did you reach out to your family? You know, did you just deal with it yourself? Let's start with you, Kanika. Yeah, I honestly, I think I had a lot of those moments. Even before I was a GIS, when I was studying in India, like for board exams and stuff, I think there's so much pressure on these exams and you're told all your life that these exams will define your future. Uh, so, of course, it comes with a lot of stress and a lot of points where I, I just wanted to give up and I just didn't think it was worth it. And um, I think my my parents, my, my mom especially, has been a very big source of support. And she was somebody I could always confide in and talk to. And she helped me seek help otherwise, too. Um, I think my friends have been very supportive, too. It, when I was much younger, I didn't know how to talk to my friends about these things. But as I got older especially at GIS, I was able to talk to my friends about these things too. And we were able to share tips and advice with each other about things that work for, for ourselves. And honestly, the little things like laughing together about silly jokes in school, like taking breaks together, just doing fun stuff together. Like you might think of that as a waste of time, but I think that really helped me maintain a balance in my mental health and have something to look forward to every day, despite all the stressful situations going on in school. So I, I think Spending time, like laugh, just laughing with your friends makes a huge difference. 
that's that's it and jay what about you it's very important to make sure because you know your family is always a big pillar of strength i almost have uh, you know sort of give up ideology every month once in a month even today because you feel like you know you're not able to cope up with the stress and you know and it's always better to reach out to your family and my parents and my brother were my biggest pillars of strength because they always told that you know you know relax and look look back at the macro picture you want to achieve so always look you know taking a step back and looking at your bigger picture macro picture gives a different perspective to the problems you are currently dealing with because it gives a new perspective to the solution you are trying to find out and friends that always my biggest second you know strength of pillar they always tell me you know completely new different ideas that's the way i can put it and it's always great to discuss with friends and family about your you know the problems you are going through and i'm sure you're going to find out a solution because you it's you know none but friends and family are there because also in finance you know when startups are going for funding because i deal with startups on a day to day basis it's only three f's i'll say first two are most important the third one is rhetoric but family and friends always believe in your idea and support you throughout the journey though in funding we say it's family friends and fools who put money into your idea but family and friends do play a very important role when when it comes to maintaining your uncertainties or dealing with problem or your mental health or anything they play a very important role okay so kanika as you said uh, you came to singapore as part of the global citizen scholarship and jay you are you know you, as you said you deal with startups on a day to day basis so at any point did you feel like people are expecting too much from you or you know there's just there's just a lot and i can't fail right now like i'm at a stage where i just cannot fail right now did you ever feel that way and how did you cope with it yeah i think i think i've i've always kind of felt that pressure but i think i i think that expectation was more from myself so i i i think in a way maybe it was good i never worried about what other people expected from me but i think it was always i had very high expectations for myself and i think that's something i struggle with even today um and what i've realized it's so true like you hear this everywhere on the internet and people tell you this but i think if you have realistic expectations from yourself and you actually accomplish them you feel so much better than when you have unrealistic expectations from yourself and you're not constantly like falling short of your expectations um so i think just a simple shift in your mindset of setting goals that that are realistic and that you are achieving like helps boost your confidence so much more than it does to like have such a high reaching goal that you're not able to achieve okay and jay what about you yeah as you have said by you know dealing with startups on a day to day basis the toughest job of dealing with startups or you know the most uncertain thing is telling a person no this can't happen because they come with so much expectation zeal and they believe so much in their idea that it's literally very difficult because people think saying yes is a difficult job but in my perspective saying a no is a very difficult job it requires a lot of strength so that you explain the person who's sitting in front of you saying that you know it's really difficult to go ahead with this sort of an idea to go about with the you know go out and call on investors to invest in your idea it's a difficult thing so that's where you know it makes all the difference similarly there are moments where you i myself feel that you know it might you might have to give up on a particular thing but then again you just have to i i'm i'm at the, at the risk of repeating myself you always it's better to step back and uh, you know have a look at the macro picture 
Now let's talk a little bit about the current situation. You know, the whole coronavirus situation. No one saw this coming. It was unexpected. It was uncertain. And going ahead, there will be a lot of uncertainties in the future. So, how would you tell? What would you tell your younger self on how to deal with change, or how to deal with the uncertainties that are going to come ahead, or you know, the curveballs that life throws at us? We'll start with you, Kanika. Yeah, I, I would tell my younger self, uh, dear Kanika, embrace the uncertainty and use it as an opportunity to be creative and think outside the box. Take charge of your life and learn how to make difficult decisions. Trust yourself and your ability to find the right path for yourself amidst all the uncertainty. The more unclear and muddy your path seems right now, the more opportunity you have to experiment with new options and to actively make defining decisions for yourself. And Jay. uh my letter would be dear jay it is important to remember that nothing but change is constant in life be always be, you know prepared to face new challenges that you are unprepared for in life things never go the way you have planned for so it is important to have alternatives complaining without alternatives is similar to trying to draw water from an empty well so keep in mind to have a better solution before you are against a certain thing keep on embracing the change that comes in your way so keep learning and keep focusing on the why not aspect of things as people say necessity is the mother of invention enjoy the challenges that come in your way live the moment and make the most out of it that would be my letter to the younger self you know so so i agree like panika uh, in your field you know there are new breakthroughs every day so you're going to have to be dealing with change on a day to day basis same with you jay you know finance you know something is here day and gone the next so Let's talk about this. I was recently watching this TV show. This guy gets rejected for a job, and so he looks at this letter that he wrote to himself as a kid. So, what would you write as a letter to your future self? You know, like what would you tell them to your future self? I would tell my future self, uh, dear Kanika, don't let go of your dreams and passions. Just because you're older doesn't mean you have to stop dreaming and investing in change and self growth. Listen to your inner voice that creates dreams of creativity and leadership and service. Take authorship over your career and relationships and drive them in alignment with your dreams. I hope you've become better at making friends. I hope you celebrate the things and people that allow you to grow, learn and improve and let go of the rest. I hope you're creating a life that influences and impacts more than just your circle of friends and family. I hope that your life is about free-flowing creativity, service across borders and bold yet empathetic leadership. I hope you're doing things that have never been done before. Oh, and Jay, my letter would be, dear Jay, hope you've achieved what you have always dreamt of, and always remember not to lose humility, which is very important in life. Hope you have not stopped learning and researching. Remember to accept life as it comes to make the best out of the moment. Do not let your entrepreneurial zeal die out, and make sure every new thing you start is challenging and makes you move out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that, that that's my letter. It's a very simple one because I wanted to keep it simple. It's simple, but it's definitely a very strong message. Okay, so let's wrap up with a little bit of fun question. Ten years from now, in the future, when you look back at this very moment or this podcast, what will you be saying to yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm a really strong believer in mentorship and giving back, and I think this is one great way to like do that. Um, a lot of times we live with regrets and we wish like, oh, I wish I could. I you know some mistakes of the past haunt you or you wish you could have done things differently but I think just talking about your experiences and sharing it with the younger generation is a first step to like forgiving yourself for mistakes you've made and finding a way to move past them because you're sharing 
your learnings with other people who, who can avoid making the same mistakes as you did. So I definitely, definitely really believe in mentorship and, and, and this kind of work. Yeah. And Jay, what about you? I would say that, you know, 10 years after that, and if, if I'm hearing to this podcast, I'd say Om had been a really great host. And I think he'd, he'd made best out of the, you know, the 10, 20 minutes we were talking about uh, our beautiful experiences we had at GIS. So I think, yeah, this is a very memorable one. And I think, uh, you know, sharing the past experiences, if they, even if they're helpful to even one student, I think I'd be really grateful for that. And this opportunity, I'm sure it has provided a lot. And, you know, revis- revisiting and reliving those GIS movements as we are explaining them to you, I think uh, that's been great. Yeah, that, that's all I would say. It's, it's been a great 20-minute uh, I had in a day's work. <laughs> Okay, just less a uh, very small question, and I would just like to ask. Uh, there are a lot of people in my batch, you know, in seventh grade, eighth grade, tenth grade, who are interested in the fields that you are, you know, currently working in. And since you both are at the top of your fields, what advice would you give to them? And not just about you know like field specific, but more on you know how would you tell them to get through school? What would you tell them to you know like not quit and just go through it? What is your advice to you know all those people who are having the same dreams as you guys are? Let's start with you, Kanika. Yeah, uh, I think if I could like kind of emphasize a point I made when I was talking about choosing the right career, I think I think that's not a decision that you make at just one point in your life. I think it's a decision you constantly have to make. Um, every time you have to choose between different opportunities that come your way or, you know, do I want to spend more time studying for this class or should I do this ex- extracurricular project instead? Any and every decision you make kind of builds up eventually. And so you want to make sure you really can visualize what your dream is and that that way actively make decisions that line up with your dream. Um, I think it's a lot harder when you have, when you're not clear on where you're headed and you you kind of just make random decisions. And I, I, maybe that works for some people too. But I think what I've learned um, is if I could go back, I would have wanted to be more um, purposeful with every decision I made and make sure it lined up with my overall dream. And Jay? Uh, yeah, my, my, my advice would be very simple. Stop worrying and start living sort of a thing. So because, you know, in this constantly changing and evolving world, you just can't stick to one option. It just keeps evolving on a day-to-day basis. If you take my case, first I wanted to become an IIT engineer, then a chartered accountant, and now I ended up being an investment banker. So, you know, the, these two <laughs> these two starting point and ending point have no meaning whatsoever. So, you know, stop worrying and, you know, start living the moment and start making most out of, of, you know, of your learning process and enjoy learning. I think that's the key to making all the difference you want to make in life. So that would be my advice. Okay. Wow. That was certainly some very uh, inspirational advice. And just, you know, just to wrap up, you both were in the same batch. What are something that you miss? Any teachers, any students any particular classes that you miss yeah i think i I definitely really miss all my friends a lot um friends from school friends from the hostel uh i think that was those two years in singapore were probably two of the best years of my life and i still look back at those two years with a lot of good memories Uh, i'm still in touch with uh, most of my friends from gis and they constantly even today they inspire me and motivate me to to do amazing things and they're all in great places right now so I, i think they were amazing with me back when I was in school and supporting me. And there's still a, a great source of support in my life. And Jay? 
I, I, I literally miss all my teachers who were there in JIS, who were a constant source of support because of my transition in the middle of the curriculum. All teachers really supported me very well, all, all of them. So I really miss them. And I think, uh, you know, I, uh, I think all our friends used to sit in the, ca- the school canteen. I'm talking about the previous campus. We used to sit in the canteen, make most mind-boggling decisions about the research articles we had to write about. And we ended up making the most foolish ones, got for wetting, and then got changed. So all these things are something I would really miss about the school. And I think the hostel part of life was also the most important one. And I also miss all my hostel friends. And especially the the TT game we used to, table tennis game we used to play after dinner. I think that was more than the Super Bowl in the U.S. So that had, uh, you know, the most, that was the most center, the center of discussion on a day-to-day basis. So yes, I miss all aspects of those two years in GIS. Wow, wow. Thank you so much, Kanika and Jay, for your time. You was really reminded me of a phrase from a movie, you know, it's um, yesterday is the past and tomorrow is the future, but today is a gift and that's why it's called the present. I'm sure the listeners definitely love, love this whole thing, you know, I'm sure they're definitely taking away something from this podcast. I would also like to thank our listeners for listening to the School of the Future podcast. I'm sure that we're all eagerly waiting for the phase two in Singapore to open up and things to get back to normal. Till then, stay safe, stay home and have a good day. This is your host, Om signing off. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the School of the Future podcast by GIIS. To learn more about GIIS, our community, and our latest thinking, visit us at www.globalindianschool.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.